Listening is intimacy, Kriyashma Bakol Lashon Shata Shumaya. And we're busy with the, the, the Posuk, the, the verse that we say so many times every day Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And we're looking at the meaning of that word Shema and, and, and how to translate it and how to, how to understand it. And in so doing, we get to a very deep understanding of the very idea of, of listening and, and hearing. So it starts with the Mishnah Daflamad Bezamud Aleph, where the Mishnah says, Elu Neemarin Bechol Lashon. These are the things that can be said in any language. They don't have to be said in Lashon HaKodesh. Parashat Sota, the Parashat Sota, Vidim, Maisa, Kriyachma. One of the things that can be said in any language is Kriyachma. Says our Gemara and Daf Lamed Beis Lamed Beis at the bottom, Kriyat Shema Minalan. How do we know that Kriyat Shema can be said in any language? Tichtiv answers the Gemara Shema Yisrael because it says Shema Yisrael from the word Shema. Bechol Lashon Shatash Shomea. So as long as you you understand it. It doesn't matter in what language you're saying it. Shomea means more than just listening to it. Shomea means you get it, you understand it. And if you understand English and you say the, the Shema in English, that's called Shema. Tanu Rabbonin, we learned in Abraise. This comes from Masech Tabrochus on Daf Yud Gimel. Kriyat Shema Kiktava, Divrei Rebi. This is a machlekes. It's not so simple. Uh, our Mishnah makes a statement, but not everybody agrees with that statement. Back in Brochus, we've got the Brisa where we see it's a machlekes between the Rabbanan and Rabbi Yossi, where the Rabbanan say you can, uh, where Rebbe says that you can, you must say it in Hebrew, Kiktava, in the language in which it was written, and Chachamim say you can say it in any language. And the Gemara goes into why and what does it mean, and, and it says that Rabbanan say it says Shema, Bechol Lashon Shema, the same as we learn here. The word Shema means say it in any language that you understand. So what does Rebbe say to that? It does say Shema. Surely you can say it in any language you can understand. Rebbe says, no, Shema means you've got to hear it aloud. You've got to say Shema aloud. You've got to hear it. It's not, you can't just read it. You've actually got to hear it. So we're dealing with two with two halachas. What about the Rabbonin? And the Rabbonin hold, even if you didn't hear it, you just read it. Um, and as we'll see in the halacha, you pronounce the words, but not aloud. That would, that would also work. So we're dealing here with two different halachot around Kriyat Shema. The one is, does it have to be in the original Hebrew? Or can you say Kriyat Shema in any language? And the second is, do you have to say it aloud so that you can actually hear the words? Or can you read it silently to yourself in a way where you, your, even your own ears can't hear it, even though your lips are pronouncing the words, but you're not able to, to hear them? Those are the two issues that we have. It also comes up on Daf Tesvav in Brochus, where we have a third view of Rabbi Yossi. So if you look in the, the table I made for you in the, on the source sheet, you'll see clearly the three views. Rabbi Yossi says... We'll come to Rabbi Yossi last. Rabbi says, Rabbi Yudanasi says, we learn from Shema that it must be said aloud. 
Can it be said in any language? No, says Rabbi, says Rabbi because I, I use the word Shema to teach me that it must be said aloud. I, I, don't, I don't interpret Shema to mean that you can say it in any language that you understand. I believe Shema means you've got to say it aloud. The Rabbonans say no. Shema means you can say it in any language that you understand. Shema means understand. So according to Rabbi, Shema means hear. So you've got to say it aloud. It doesn't matter whether you understand it or not. According to the Rabbonin, Shema means understand. It doesn't matter whether you can hear it or not. So they have an opposite view of the meaning of the word Shema. And Rabbi Yossi in Brochus says Shema means both. Shema means you must hear it and understand it. That's what the word Shema means. So we learn both from it. Our Tosfus asks, why do we have to say that because the word Shema, according to the Rabbanan, what does Shema mean according to the, Ramba, the Rabbanan? It means that it can be said in any language. So what about, does it have to be said aloud? So the Rabbonin hold, no, I've already used the word Shema, I can't use it for that. But we see in Brochus, Rabbi Yossi learns two things out of Shema. Why can't the Rabbonin also learn two things out of the Shema? Why can't the Rabbonin hold like Rabbi Yossi? Why can't they, the Rabbonin hold that you, uh, it must be allowed because it says Shema, and you must understand it because it says Shema. That's the simple way of understanding. Rabbi Yossi, in fact, is the easiest way to understand it, asks Tosfus. Tosfus doesn't answer the question, but the Tosfus Shantz does. And the Tosfus Shantz says, you see from here, the Rabbonin didn't say that, that, you, uh, that it uh, doesn't have to be allowed. The, the, the reason that they said it doesn't have to be allowed is because that's the halacha. Rabbi Yossi says it has to be allowed. Um, and, and Rabbi Yossi says it can be in any language, but the Rabbonin are going lahalocha, and lahalocha, it can be in any language, same as Rabbi Yossi and Rabbonin agree on that, but the halocha is that it doesn't have to be allowed, that if bidi eved, you said it silently, that's, that's good as well. So Tosfus Shantz learns from Tosfus's question that the halacha is like the Rabbonin and not like Rabbi Yossi, and not like Rabbi or Rabbi Yossi, and the Shulchan Aruch paskons that way. In Simon Samach Beis, Yachol Likrota Bechol Lashon. You're allowed to read the Krishma in any language. And in Sif Gimel, Tzarich Lashmiya Lozum Norma Shemotzi Befiv. You should say it loud enough that your own ears can hear the pronunciation of the words. <laughs> However, V'im Lo Yishmiya Lozum No Yatsa. If you can't hear, if you said it too soft to actually hear the words yourself, you still yotze, says the... Says the uh, as long as you're actually pronouncing it with your mouth, you're not just reading it with your eyes. You're pronouncing each word, but you can't hear it with your ears. you still And the Mishnah Brewer adds, based on various different Dachrim and Poskim, if you say it in any language, says the Mishnah Brewer, this that you're allowed to say the Kriyachma in any language, that's provided you understand that language. So if you're English speaking, you can say it in English, but you can't say it in Spanish if you don't understand Spanish. And if you're French speaking, you can't say it in German if you don't understand German. But if you're German speaking, you can say it in German. If you're English speaking, you can say it in English. If you're French speaking, you can say it in French, says the Mishnah Bura. However, Avakshanu Korinshma Balashona Kodesh. But in Hebrew, even if you don't understand it, you yotze. So, so what have we got here? We've got, um, everybody agrees it's better to say it in Lashon HaKodesh, better to say it in Hebrew. Even if you don't understand what you're saying, that's better than saying it in another language and you do understand what you're saying. So Krishna is not about understanding. 
What is it about? What's the point of saying Krishna and you don't understand what you're saying? Mishmaru says, by the way, the first, the first sentence you have to understand, but he says everybody understands. That's not a problem. But the rest of the Krishna, if you're saying it in Hebrew, you don't have to understand it. Why not? So, so what does it mean? And, and if you look at, according to Rebbe, Rebbe says that you're not even allowed to say it in another language. Rebbe holds that if I don't understand Hebrew, I only understand English, or I understand six other languages but no Hebrew, you can't say it in any of the six languages that you understand. You've got to say it in Hebrew. And even the Rabbonin, who the Allah is like the Rabbonin, say, well, you can. If you understand other languages, you can say it in the languages that you understand. But it's better to say it in Lashon HaKodesh, even if you don't understand. So what does it mean? Why would you say Krishma and not understand it? What does that, what does that mean? And here we have a hugely important principle in the art of listening. And, and what listening means and what listening doesn't mean. And it revolves around how you translate the word Shema. This whole sugi revolves around how you translate the word Shema. Rabbi Sachs, in his translation of the Siddur, changed the traditional translation from hero Israel to listener Israel. And if you learn the sugi, you see he's right. It should be listener Israel, not hero Israel. What does the word Shema mean? Shema can mean two things. It can mean here, it can be listen. What is the difference between hear and listen? Here is the outcome. I hear you. I've heard you. Now, if I didn't understand a word you've said, it doesn't help me saying, I heard you. You didn't hear me. You didn't understand my language. You, didn't, you couldn't understand a word I said. How can you say you heard me? I heard you means I get you. I understand what you said. Listening is an activity. Listening is not about the outcome. Hearing is the outcome. The outcome is I heard listening, maybe I don't hear. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I don't get it. So what's the value in listening if I don't get it? So there's an enormous value in listening because listening to somebody allows that person to feel heard in the sense of somebody's paying attention to them. People are very thirsty for being listened to because mostly we don't listen to people. And, and what does that mean? The Or um, Hashulchan was known as, apart from being the great posek of his time, uh, he was also uh, a person who gave a lot of smichas to others. He trained rabbis and he, and he gave smicha to rabbonim. And before he would give smicha to a, a young man, he would insist that they spent a week or two in his house with him. So he wouldn't, it wasn't just a, a test for a couple of hours, it was to, li to live with him in his house which gave him a, an opportunity to see the person, to see his midos, to see how he behaves, what kind of a human being he is. But in addition to that, it gave him an opportunity to train the young man in, in psak, in how to be a rov. And we learned in Masech de Soita not so long ago that I feel a korov, a shonov, a lo shimish tamideh chachomim amahoritsu. If a person knows the whole of Tanakh and he knows all of Mishnayas and he knows the whole of Shas, But he's never lived with a Talmud Chacham. He's never served a Talmud Chacham. He's never had an apprenticeship. If one's never had an apprenticeship, you're still in the realm of Am Haaret. You don't, you don't understand the Torah yet. Because it's in the serving of the Talmud, of the Talmud Chacham that you really get the nuances of, of Talmud Torah. And it was during those few weeks that the Orach um, HaShulchan would allow the Talmud to, to be with him, to have apprenticeship. And one of the things he used to do, his son, the Makor Boruch, writes, one of the things that the Oruch HaShulchan used to do is teach the young man 
not how to answer a shaila, how to hear a shaila, how to listen to a shaila. And he would say to the young man, when you're listening to a shaila, when somebody comes with a question, it doesn't matter how simple the question is, and even though you think you know the answer before it's even out of their mouths, you've got to be 100% present. You've got to take time out to listen. During the time that you're listening, there can be no interruptions. During the time that you're listening, your mind can't wander to something else. During the time that, that you're listening, there should be no expression on your face that could indicate to the person that you're making a judgment already, that you're approving or disapproving of what they're saying. Because all of those things will influence the degree to which the other person feels properly heard. Because part of the reason people come with a shaila is that the rov hears them, that the rov understands them, that the rov is listening to them. Because listening is an enormous act of intimacy. When you listen to another person, it, there's an enormous act of, 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 of intimacy. You will often find in, in marriages, a, um, a woman will, will discuss, a wife will discuss a, a problem she's having with her husband. And as men usually do, they ju ju jump straight into solution mode. So why don't you do this? Oh, so yeah, that, I, I get it. So why don't you do this? And perhaps you could do this and I can help you with that. And, you can... and she says, I don't need you to solve it for me. So why are you telling me? I just want you to hear. That phrase in marriage counseling is one of the most oft heard phrases. I just want him to hear. I don't need his solutions. I'll figure it out myself. I just want him to hear. And we don't listen while the person's, other person's speaking. We're already thinking of the solutions. The other person's asking a question. We're already thinking of the answers. But just to give the other person the respect of I'm with you, I'm fully present, I'm listening to you. I don't even know if I understand you. Very often that, that can, can happen. Apparently, Oscar Wilde said, women are not to be understood, they're to be loved. Don't even try and understand you don't have to understand always. You don't always have to understand everybody. You don't have to understand the Rebbein Shalom. You don't always have to understand the Torah. Just hear it. Just listen carefully. And that's what Krishma is. Krishma is Shema. It's listening to the Rebbein Shalom talking. And that you can only do in the original language. So when does the person feel more listened to? If you're sitting listening to their language, even though you don't understand their language, but you're listening with 100% attention, or you're listening to a translated version of the person. Where does the, where does the speaker feel more listened to? Where is there more intimacy? Where is there more connection? When you're listening, whether you understand or not, you're listening to the nuances, you're listening to the sounds, you're listening to the intonations, you're listening to the body language, whatever you can get, you're listening to, even though you don't understand the actual wording. That, that's in the original. That's why we learned yesterday morning in the, in the Medrashir, Meir Soloveitchik's amazing principle of the difference between Limud Torah and Yediyas Chochmasa Torah. Understanding the wisdom of Torah and learning Torah are two completely different mitzvahs. One is Vigita Bo Yomam Velayla, and one is Lalechis Bo that we had in the, in the Parsha. Um, and, and how we talked about the fact Vigisa Bo Yomam Velayla is being plugged into Hashem. Vigisa Bo Yomam Velayla is learning Torah, because when you're learning Torah, you're listening to Hashem. Whether you're understanding it fully or you're not understanding it fully, when you're learning Torah, Hashem is talking and you're listening. When, we listen, when we're learning Torah, we're, learning, we're listening to Rebbe, Rabbi Yudha Nasi. We're listening to Rabbi Yossi. We're listening to the Chachomim. We're sitting at their feet and hearing. We're listening to their spe speaking, their actual words. We're listening to. 
that's an unbelievable act of intimacy that we're capable of 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 of, of, of having. Um, uh, when the, uh, the Pesuk says in Echo, Shfoich kamayim libechon noichach pnei Hashem. Pour out your heart like, like water in the presence of Hashem. And the Gemara learns that that's talking not about tefillah, it's talking about, about limud Torah. The, the Reishis Kochma says, when you're learning Torah, you're sitting opposite Hashem. You've got to think of yourself sitting at the table. There's Hashem, there's you. Literally opposite. You're having communication. You're listening to Hashem talking. You're sitting right in front of you. That's why the Reishis Kochma says it's a terrible uh, indecency to distract yourself while you're learning. You learn, somebody walks through the door, everybody looks up. Would you do that if the Rebbe was sitting in front of you? You wouldn't do that. That's how you would have feel, the Rebbe sitting in front of you. You've got a, a cell phone, and you look at the screen in the cell phone, your computer's on, you look at the computer screen while you're learning Torah, Hashem's in front of you. That feeling of connection, we've got to develop that feeling that when I'm learning Torah, I'm connected to Hashem in the most intimate way one can be connected. And we discussed yesterday, learning Torah for a man is a much more intimate connection than tefillah, than, than davening. Learning, you're much more connected to Hashem. And somehow we'll cut the learning short or we'll do whatever we do to get to the davening, to get the davening, davening. Yeah, davening's important, but nothing like limit Torah. When you're sitting in front of Hashem, you're actually communicating with Hashem. Davening, you're talking. You ask your wives or if wives are listening in, you ask your husbands. Where do you feel closer to your partner? When they're talking or when they're listening? You're much closer when the other person's listening. Davening, we're busy talking. Learning Torah, we're busy listening. And Kriya Shema is listening. Before we get to Shemona Esra, listen before you speak. Before you talk, make sure you've listened carefully, whether you've heard or not, whether you've understood or not. It doesn't matter that much. What's important is you've really listened. You've been 100% present. You've said Kriya Shema and you've heard the words. You've heard the Rebbeinu Shem speaking, Ve'ahavto, You've, you've listened to the words, you've heard every word of Hashem. Now you want to speak, you can get up and speak in Shemona Esra. But make sure that you've listened before. And the same when we're learning Gemara, you're learning Mishnah, you're learning Halach, whatever it is that we're learning. We're learning, you're hearing the voice of Hashem, you're sitting opposite Hashem, you're connecting in the most intimate way that it's possible to connect with the Rebbeinu Shalom in the listening and the studying of Torah.